Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. This is the podcast where I describe and analyze the single panel comic Heathcliff. Um, I do this for reasons uh, that elude me. I, I, I'm not sure why. Um, I enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. But I'm not entirely certain why I'm doing it. I think that's good. I think it's sometimes good to do things that you feel compelled to do without a great deal of analysis. Why? So, uh, let's go on this journey. Let's 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 find out why this is happening as we do it. Um, I'm still getting caught up on the comics for uh, November. So this is. The week of November 26th, 2018. Um, and uh, let's just get let's just get right to it, guys. Um, Monday, November 26th, 2018. Heathcliff panel. Drawn by Peter Gallagher. Based off the comic created by George Gately. So we're in the park. We've seen the park in the city before. I think it's generally supposed to be styled on Central Park. You know, it's a it's a big urban park from everything we can see of it. Um, in the ba- in the far background are the buildings of the city. It's tall skyscrapers, blue sky. Um, in the sort of middle background are uh, two elderly men seated on a park bench. They're kind of in the middle of the panel. They're under a tree. Um, they are both got blue jeans on, uh, different colored coats. One is wearing a red coat. One is wearing a yellow coat. Um, yellow coat has a blue cap on. Red coat has a uh, green um, berayish cap on. Redcoat is the um, elderly gentleman, I believe, who lives with Heathcliff. Um, and I'm guessing yellow ca- yellow coat is is his friend, though that's not entirely clear. They both have white mustaches, white hair. <clears throat> They're older gentlemen. Um. Then in the foreground are two creatures. Uh, on, on panel left is uh, a white robot. Um, you can tell it's a robot. It's, in fact, a robot who's made several appearances in Heathcliff. Square head, antenna on its head. Um, a sort of bunch of robot dials and buttons on its chest. It has an almost smile on its face, like um, it usually has a just flat line across uh, where its mouth would be. But this one ever so imperceptibly um, arcs slightly upward towards um, the right side of its face. Like, Like this could be a smile. It could be actually robotically enjoying itself. It's also in a posture of throwing, so its its uh, right arm has just come down. There's a there's a movement arc that's drawn 
uh, indicating that it has just moved its right arm um, from overhand down across chest. And uh, indeed, there's a football arcing through the air um, towards uh, panel right where Heathcliff is. And Heathcliff is chasing the football. His uh, arms are out. He's got his eyes up. And he's got a huge smile on his face. Um, he's uh, he's in a classic wide receiver's pose um, running uh, to meet a football where the football is likely to um, land. So that's what's going on there. And um, it's a little strange. These two old men are watching the scene, robot throwing to Heathcliff. One of the old men, Heathcliff's owner, is his, his mouth is open, and he provides the caption for the panel. And he says, it doesn't get more wholesome. And that kind of just brings the whole thing crashing down for me uh, in sadness. Um, because to me, this is very sad. Um, contextualizing it to wholesomeness sort of contextualizes it to family. Heathcliff has a father. In fact, we've seen him relatively recently. His name is Pops, and he's a jailbird. If Heathcliff wants to, you know, toss the pigskin around, well, he can't, not with his father, because his father is always in and out of prison. Heathcliff doesn't have children of his own. Uh, he, le- he leads this sort of bachelor's mobster existence where he's busy either intimidating people or, you know, speed dating a bunch of women. But he's not, he's not settled down. He doesn't have kids. And yet, he builds robots. He spends an, an inordinate amount of time creating these things and doing other weird things. He's built this robot, it seems, to sort of stand in for a father. Um, meanwhile, watching him would be another potential father figure. There's no reason he couldn't hang out and play with with his you know, chosen family, the family he lives with, but that's not happening. Instead, that man is forced to sort of observe this, and how does he feel about that? It's very hard to say. It's also hard to say what the relationship is for the other man sitting there, aside from the fact that for the comic to sort of work, there has to be somebody to hear this man say this thing otherwise he's just talking to the air and that'd be even sadder does that man have some sort of skin in this game is he watching the robot because he's the robot's father that doesn't make a ton of sense Heathcliff makes these robots these two elderly men have come to a park to watch a sort of sad satire of family take place. 
a child and father throwing a, a, a football around. But the closest thing to the father here in terms of physical height is the robot. And the closest thing to a father in terms of creator is the cat. A robot and a cat are tossing a football around and this is wholesome. How sad. Let's move on. The comic for Tuesday, November 27th, 2018. Uh, we're in the backyard of Heathcliff's home. Uh, we've got the white picket fence, the grayish buildings in the background, the, the homes of the rest of the suburb, shrubs and trees. The corner of Heathcliff's home is visible on the panel left. There's a, a window through which um, Heathcliff's owner lady and the um, the neighbor lady that we've seen a lot of lately, they're both looking out that window. Uh, so the neighbor lady has come over, um, and they've been hanging out, and then they're they've decided to go look out this window, and there there's an obvious reason they would, because in the backyard itself, uh, about dead center, well. I should say Heathcliff is in the lower left corner of the panel and he's standing next to an object that extends from lower left corner of the panel to dead center of the panel. And that object is a cannon. It's pointed away from us, sort of towards the other homes uh, of, of the suburb. So Heathcliff has, has himself a cannon there is, for some reason, a star in a, a red star and a yellow field drawn in the cannon um, that looks very much like the sort of Che Guevara star. Um, I, I don't know where he got this cannon, uh, um, but it might be military surplus from from uh, from a guerrilla war or something like that. Um, and the cannon has just fired. There's a plume of or, or of smoke coming out of it. Um, the the uh, there's no boom written, but like we can see that it is fired, and in fact we can see what it has shot as it exits the panel. Um, it's in the very top right corner of the panel. There is a bowl of food that is rapidly flying away. So that is what the cannon has fired. Inside the house, Heathcliff's owner, her mouth is open, and she's providing a caption to the panel. And that caption is, He always knows when I hide his pills and his food. So Heathcliff doesn't want to take his pills, and his gotten himself a cannon and fired them into the into the stratosphere. Makes you wonder how necessary these pills are if he always knows, always finds a way to not eat them. Well, he seems to be doing okay. Hmm. Though maybe there are his anti-psychosis pills and the entire neighborhood would be a lot better off if he took them. Um, the 
there's not a whole lot else to say about this panel, really. Like, it's a fun little setup, but it's not a lot of there or there. Um, Heathcliff doesn't need to rely on these people for food. I suppose it's easier for him. It saves him some time and effort, but we regularly see him eating other things. Um, so... You know, moving on to the panel for Wednesday, November 28th, 2018. And I, I don't know what, what is happening here. I will describe the scene. Um, Heathcliff uses a lot of the same sort of, um, setups, uh, in terms of like the staging and uh, the backgrounds. So uh, um, there's the backyard setup, the front yard setup, there's the walking down the street setup, and there in, in, in this one, there's the mouse hole setup where there's a, um, a wall takes up, you know, roughly a third of the panel. Um, with a and there's a mouse hole in the bottom of the wall. The wall is yellow and brown at the baseboard, and there are two objects on the wall that look like they're supposed to be um, photos, but they're not in any way um, uh, detailed. So they're just sort of frames with like a circle in them, but you sort of get the the feeling for it. Um, and usually in the setup, there's like something's happening with the mice. The mice are running into the hole or running out of the hole, and Heathcliff is terrorizing them in some fashion or another. In this one, <laughs> um, there's two humans in. There's the two mice that are in the panel. There's Heathcliff's in the panel, and there's two humans in the panel. The two humans are the elderly man who lives with Heathcliff. He's um, standing there, and he looks angry. Uh, they're, they, they are both sort of in the background looking around the corner of the aforementioned wall. Um, uh, so he's sort of looking angrily around the corner, and the other guy is, um, you know, a classic working stiff. He's wearing a gray uniform. We can see there's a name tag on it. He's got a gray cap on his head. And he's holding a suitcase that says pest control on it because you got to identify him somehow. Uh, but, you know, I don't think pest control really works out of a suitcase very often. But whatever. So he's, he's there to control the pests. He's been called in by the elderly angry man who's angry in large part because of what's going on in the foreground of the panel. So in the bottom, like, the third of the panel, Heathcliff is seated in front of the mouse hole. And his head is angled upwards, his hands are on his tummy, and there is a mouse standing on his belly, and that mouse is holding a baby's bottle that he has put into Heathcliff's mouth. 
So Heathcliff is drinking from this bottle. On standby is the other mouse, mouse, who has a bottle of his own, just waiting for when Heathcliff finishes that bottle so he can step in, presumably, and continue the feeding of Heathcliff. The uh, pest control uh, worker, his mouth is open, so he's providing the caption to the panel. And the caption is, do they always bottle feed him? I don't understand this at all. I really don't. Um, I've never, I mean, cats, I think, when they're babies, need to get bottle fed. If they if their mothers aren't around, I guess. Um, but being bottle fed by mice, where are the mice getting the bottles? What is the milk in these bottles? Is it human milk? Is it which would be cow milk? I mean, <laughs> the milk humans drink. Is it mouse milk? Where did? Why? How did this arrangement come to be? But are the mice, like, providing the milk uh, in some sort of, like, we'll feed you, just don't eat us set up? Is that why the elderly man's so mad? Because he has Heathcliff around to handle the mice, if nothing else? Look, I have to put up with all this terrorizing of the neighborhood that you do. Just do your one thing, and you're not even doing it? Maybe, but, like... The image of a mouse bottle feeding what is meant to be an adult cat is incredibly weird. Incredibly weird. I urge you to go look at this comic because what a strange thing to draw. And I don't understand how um, Peter Gallagher got to the point where he's like, I will draw this. I don't mind it, but I don't understand it. Let's move on to the comic for Thursday, November 29th, 2018. Okay, so we're back in that uh, sort of Central Park uh, park. Um, buildings in the distance. This time um, we're pretty high in the air probably 20 feet off the deck or so, um, looking sort of somewhat downward. Um, and what's in the background of the panel, in the far background are the buildings and the trees and whatnot. And then there's a path at the bottom of the panel um, uh, with, a, with a hot dog stand on it. And we know it's a hot dog stand because it looks like a hot dog stand, but it also identifies itself as being a hot dog stand on the umbrella and the actual stand itself, which is fine. Like, hot dog salesmen in parks definitely make it very clear that what they got is hot dogs. Um, there are two gentlemen standing next to the hot dog stand. Um, there's the what we presume are is would be the hot dog salesman. He's wearing blue pants, a red coat, white shirt, and red cap. 
And then uh, there's a, a businessman, I guess. He's wearing a blue suit, a black tie, briefcase, and he has a hot dog in his hand that he is eating. For reasons I don't understand, both of these men have sunglasses on. Um, there aren't a lot of sunglasses that show up in Heathcliff, and um, they're certainly not necessary for this panel or this joke in any way. But these guys both have sunglasses on. Both of them. All right. Sure. Then, in the top uh, right uh, corner of the panel is Heathcliff. Uh, so he's in the air, and he is uh, paragliding. We've seen him do this before. Um, he has, like, a parachute, and he can control where it's going. He's strapped in. His back is to us. He's, uh, his legs are out. He's coming in for a landing. He's coming in fast and hard for a landing. Um, looks like he's headed right for the hot dog stand. Um, and the hot dog salesman, his mouth is open and he's providing caption to the panel. And the caption is, he's a regular Heathcliff goes to this park pretty often. Uh, we've seen him in it pretty often. We've never seen him that I'm aware of paragliding into it. Uh, presumably it's pretty close to where he lives. And when you think about the act of paragliding, like, first you have to get into a plane to jump out of it. Uh, with all that that implies, so you gotta go to the airfield, get on the plane, fly the plane up to a height from which you can safely jump and parachute. Um, that's hours of work. That's your day right there. Why not just get on the subway and go to the bus, or walk to the hot dogs. Heathcliff's willingness to go to extraordinary lengths for relatively mundane things is one of the things that is most confusing about him. It's also like, it's not like it's hard to get hot dogs. Like, this is probably one of several stands available. Um, and also, they sell them in stores. Uh, and Heathcliff is not the type to let things like not having a lot of money stop him from getting his hot dogs. So he could just walk into a store and be like, I'm taking these. Stop me. I'm a monster. I will destroy you. Um, and I'm sure that happens all the time. And yet he's a regular at this hot dog stand. He's a regular at this hot dog stand in the way in which he comes into the hot dog stand, which is to say paragliding because like, the hot dog salesman is like, yeah, this happens all the time. And the other guy's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to keep eating my hot dog as if nothing weird is happening here. Uh, apparently nothing weird is happening there. I must be the weird one. Let's move on to the comic for Friday, November 30th, 2018. We're in a room of the house I don't think I've seen before. Uh, it has... 
some mid-century modern furniture, a, a, a blue chair, uh, an end table, a lamp. Those are all sort of arranged in panel left. Um, and it has white walls. A, a, on panel right, there's a painting or photograph on the wall, but as often is the case in Heathcliff, there's nothing inside the frame except a field of color. In this case, the same color as the frame, brown. Uh, the floor is yellow. The baseboard's brown. There's an, there's a second lowish end table, and that has an aquarium on it with two green fish in it. So there's just sort of swimming around. It's a large rectangular aquarium. There's a window on the wall that's on panel left. Uh, it has um, like an orange window treatment that's that's open, um, and uh, uh, what are what are those called? Those slats uh, that can be raised and lowered. Shade. It's a the slatted shade. It's all the way up. Now, through the window is just an expanse of black. It's pitch black dark outside, a type of black that you never see when you look through a window. So I'm not sure what has happened outside, but Heathcliff is also in the panel. He's upside down behind the, the shade. Um, and we only see his head peeking out of it. So he's crawled up there and he's hanging upside down. And he's about probably 10 feet from the aquarium. And he's clearly looking at it, looking at the fish in it. One of the fish, its mouth is open. It's providing a caption to the panel. And it's saying to the other fish... Did your stomach growl? So Heathcliff Hungry is going to murder these fish. I don't know, man. This is a weird one. Not because... Honestly, because it's not very weird. Um... Mostly because it's a very standard sort of joke punchline setup, which we almost never see in Heathcliff. And this, in, in fact, this joke has been told hundreds of times. Like you know, you'll you'll regularly see like two guards in a forest, and there's this giant outline of a bear behind them, and one of them will say to the other, "Man, your breath smells," or "Did your stomach growl?" or whatever. Um. So it's just, you know, kind of just like a very natural joke. Um, and Heathcliff, uh, yeah, he's upside down, but he's a cat. Like, they put themselves in weird positions all the time. He's also upside down. I guess the one thing I'd say that's a little weird about this is for this joke to fully land, Heathcliff has to be much more presentational of threat 
than he is. Right now he's across the room and he's upside down, but like he's not upside down in a way that could drop on these uh, fish because there's a lot of stuff in the way. There's the lamp, the chair, and and the shade he's behind. Um, so I don't, I be like, he's not just going to drop and, and, and destroy them. He's going to have to do some work to get to them. So it's more of like a creeping horror than like uh, the next thing that will happen. Let's move on to the Heathcliff for Saturday, December 1st, 2018. Okay. It's unclear where we are. If we're in the house that Heathcliff typically lives in, this is not a room we've seen before. Um, and indeed, it's much more opulent than um, one would normally associate with that house. Um, there's a fireplace on, and we see it on in panel left. Um, there's a green throw rug, and there's a huge red opulent velvet overstuffed chair that Heathcliff sits in with his back sort of to us. He's holding a drink of some sort, maybe a fine port or something like that. There's knickknacks on the walls. A candle is on the fireplace, a clock on the fireplace, sort of green throw rug in front of the fireplace. Heathcliff is sitting before the fire having a drink. And then next to the chair... There's a golden bell. Then on panel, in the right side of the panel, there's like an archway uh, into another room, and standing in that archway are two mice. And one mouse, his, his mouth is open, so he's providing a caption to the panel. And he's saying to the other mouse... He rings the bell when he needs us. So today, I guess, is like new intern day at Casa del Heathcliff. And uh, training this new mouse who is being told how to placate and work with Heathcliff. Heathcliff has set himself up as this sort of kingly creature, unchallenged. And he doesn't even need at this point to tell people or mice what to do. They just sort of self-arrange themselves around his whim. And that's what he wants. That's the life Heathcliff wants. Um, I guess it makes him happy. So that's good. 
Good for him. Anyway, that's the Heathcliff comics for last week. As always, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, Please do not rate or review this on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, whatever you use. Download this. You have better things to do with your time. Um, And I encourage you to do those things rather than rate or review this. But if you have feedback for me or things you want to talk to me about, by all means, please email me at yourpalgarbageape at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R-P-A-L, garbage ape, which you know how to spell, at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we're almost caught up. Uh, we're into the month of December, so hopefully we'll be back to just one episode per week soon. Um, until I speak to you next, have a great, great, great time. Bye.